Hallelujah. Well, let's appreciate our God. He's a good God. He's a good God. Oh, I don't know whether it is God you are appreciating. Hallelujah. You are most welcome to the second Sunday of the 12th month of the year. The Lord has been gracious unto us. The Lord has been good unto us. The Lord has been merciful unto us. Exempted us from any evil that should have come our way. And has put laughter in our mouths. And a new song upon our tongues. Hallelujah. We are standing here as living miracles. Amen. Yeah. Oh, some of you, even the way you are clapping your hands. Many of us, it is only when we seem to have gotten a new car, got a house, we are marrying, or there's something that looks spectacular that makes you feel excited. But the songwriter says, count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. Yeah. Can we get our Bibles? I said, this is my Bible. I want us to have a tradition of coming to church with a Bible. Amen. I've noticed over the years that Bible reading is gradually getting out of our lives. We have become more used to articles and not getting into the word of God. Let him tell us stories. Let him tell us something about our lives. But little about God. So it's important. You must know what is in this book. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Not out of the mouth of the pastor. That you shall meditate therein. Day and night. That you may observe. To do according to all that is written therein. Then you, not the pastor. Shall make your way prosperous. And you shall have good success. And so I recommend this book to you. If you are a real Christian, you must have one. Amen. Have study Bibles. Read it. Every day you haven't read the Bible, you must know that you have lost part of your life. You must have a notebook. And whatever you read, you must write it inside. And maybe now when I call you, I'll find out that what have you read? And, and write the dates and then send it to me. Yeah, let me know because I need to know whether you are reading your Bible or not. <laughs> yeah, you must read your Bible. It's very important. Hallelujah. Yeah. Grab your Bible and say, this is my Bible. It is the word of the Lord. I am what he says I am. And I can do what he says I can do. This morning, I'm about to receive the rich unfeeling and grafted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance. My life is never the same, never, never the same, after I've heard the word of God preach unto me. Amen. 
Now let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you touch my lips, that I'll declare your word as of an oracle. Let your people be blessed. Let your people be anointed. May they experience your mighty visitation in Jesus' precious name. Everybody say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Can you take your seat? We started last week by saying that this is our month of thanksgiving. Amen. So we are talking about celebrating God in thanks. Now, in Exodus 33, verse 15, which is our introductory scripture, Moses and the people turned back on a journey, and Moses, the leader, said, If your presence does not go with me, then don't carry us. Which means that the presence of God is very important. And in the verse number 14, the Bible says that the Lord said, My presence shall go with you. Hallelujah. This month, may you have the presence of God. Now, how do you enter into the presence of God? What is the protocol of entering into the presence of God? Psalm 100, verse number 4. Bible says that enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So the protocol of entering into the presence of God is thanksgiving. Which means that without thanksgiving, you have no access into the presence of God. Amen. And every Christian must be deliberate about praising God and about thanking God. Why do we need to thank God? Because in thanksgiving, we appreciate and acknowledge what the Lord has done for us. And in praise, we declare who he is. It's very important that we declare what the Lord has done for us and then be able to praise him for who he is. Hallelujah. I told you last week that the word thanksgiving comes from the word eucharisto, which means to show appreciation or acknowledge someone for the favors you have received. And I believe that the Lord has shown us so much favor that we need to acknowledge that. You see, when somebody sends you something, it's important to acknowledge it. Even when they send you a note, some of you, when you even send messages, you don't, you don't, you don't, acknowledge the message it is not ethical anytime a message is sent anything that is sent to you must be acknowledged can i have an amen you know and some of us don't acknowledge what we have received from god because we think that we we have what we have by our own strength by our own abilities but in first corinthians 4 7 we Learn the Bible says, what do you have that you did not receive? So all of our life is receivement and not achievement. Someone say receivement. And in James 1.17, the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. So house comes from the Lord, husband comes from the Lord, children come from the Lord, education comes from the Lord. Every good thing comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. What about the fact that it is important to thank God for the gift of life because thankless people cannot continue to keep the grace of God upon their lives. So if you want to have the grace of God continually and consistent on, in your life, you've got to learn to be thankful. Amen. Yeah. So one of the responsibilities of a Christian is to have an attitude of gratitude on a constant basis because a thankless Christian is not a true Christian. Now, we said that 
Thanksgiving always provokes the ever-increasing grace of God. So as you thank God, the grace of God begins to increase in your life. Then we started talking about four practical ways to show gratitude unto God. So what are the ways to show your gratitude to God? Number one, we said sing songs of thanksgiving. Psalm 147 verse 7. Sing songs of thanksgiving. And the Bible says sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. So it means that we turn our gratitude to God into songs of thanksgiving. That's why we sing, we praise. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah Almighty. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah Almighty. Hallelujah. Now, we said that in Thanksgiving, there is no request making. So, any song that has requests, asking for things in it, is not a song of thanksgiving. It's a song of petition. So thanksgiving only has to do with acknowledging what the Lord has done for you. Amen. And I believe that, I think, once in a while, you need to write God a letter. Yes. From the beginning of the year, I said, dear God, look at your own life. Thank you that much as I'm able to write. I can see that there are some people who cannot write. Not that they are just uneducated, but the fact that they don't even have their hands to write. Or there is a problem with their hands so they can write. Dear God, I thank you that I may not have a, a car, but by your grace, I can walk. I am grateful for that. Dear God, I thank you that I may not have seen the, uh, uh, you know, Wall Streets of America. I may not have gone to Connors Alley in Dusseldorf in Germany. I haven't seen some skyscrapers, but I can see vegetation. I can see my village. I can see my family. I can see because some people have a family, but they cannot see them. They only hear them. And they just try to touch and say, are you tall? Are you short? Are you whatever? So, it's important to write to God. I went to a crusade and this lady who got healed for years, she could not pick food. Beautiful, sweet lady. Couldn't pick food from the plate into her own mouth. She had a problem. She couldn't. And for the first time at a crusade, God touched her and as her hand could move onto her hands. Look at the speed with which you eat. When you're going somewhere, you just... And yet, a few things or other things you have not yet gotten makes you reduce the importance of God in your eyes. Yeah? In fact... If you really, really, really want to know how God has been good to you, go to Kolebu. Go to the medical ward. Go to the surgical ward. Go to the emergency units. Go to 37. Go to Rich. And after you've gone, and go to where the mortuary too is. And there's a writing there. As you're going, 
were once like you. When you are stepping out, there's another note. You'll be like us. Yes, it's a message. So let's, every time when you get up from your bed, know that you didn't even just wake up. God just gave you a tap and said, I have an assignment for you. I have an assignment for you. I have an assignment for you. Can I have an amen? And that is what should lead us. That's why you need to sing songs unto God. If the birds can be singing unto God, every morning, they are singing to God. Nature is thanking and praising God. The human being who has the highest form of expression and the one who has been created in God's image and likeness doesn't acknowledge who God is. Number two, not only are we to sing songs of praise, but we are to magnify him. Someone say magnify him. In Psalm 69 verse 30, 69 verse number 30, he said, oh, magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord. For he is worthy to be praised. Oh, magnify the Lord. For he is worthy to be praised. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. And let the God of my salvation be exalted. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. To magnify is to increase the importance of something or someone. Amen. So it's important to every day increase the importance of God in your eyes. It is only then that you have more confidence in God. You see, most of us, we can't trust God for things because we have reduced the importance of God in our eyes. That is why our faith is more in, in, in men. Our faith is in pastors. Our faith is in prophets. Our faith is in evangelists. Our faith is in our business. That's why you wake up and you are running to your business, but you don't run to church. That's why when you wake up the first day, you are looking out for any contest, whatever, from the WhatsApp. What are men saying instead of what is God saying? Yes. Our confidence in men. But Bible says that can't be the one who puts his trust in men. Men have no backbone. Today men love you, tomorrow they don't love you again. Bible says all, all, all men, huh? all men, you are grass. So the man has got no spine. And look at grass. They lack what we call calling karma and sclerin karma cells. What makes a tree to stand and be strong? It's not, it's not there. Yes. It withers away. Number three. We give God thanks by our lifestyle. Someone say lifestyle. Yes. Colossians chapter 3 verse number 17. Colossians 3 verse number 17. The Bible says, whatever we do, in word or deed, we should give thanks unto God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17, please. So, we must develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving. You must deliberately set aside some time where you are thanking God, and you are blessing God, and no matter whatever goes on, you must be thanking God. Hallelujah. In first, 
Colossians 3, 17. Let's read together. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. You see, so everything you are doing, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18, 1 Thessalonians, it said, Rejoice evermore. Rejoice what? Evermore means what? Always. Amen. Yeah. And then verse 18 says, in, in everything, it didn't say just for everything, but what? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Which means that if you don't give thanks, then you are outside of the will of God. That's why I told you that, as, 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 you see, Christianity, people think that Christianity is just tea bread. Christianity is, you know, well, I've got everything is in place and all those things. No, that is not Christianity. Christianity is total obedience to the word of God. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Hallelujah. And I tell you, listen to me. The Christian life has synclines and anticlines. There are ups and downs. There are times of hunger. And there are times of abundance. There are times of pain. And you get into your seasons of pleasure. There are times that you could be praying and praying and praying and things don't seem to be changing the way it ought to. It's not because God is not on his throne. It's not because you are in a bad place. But it all depends on the sovereignty of God. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah. My pastor is one of the most anointed men of God on planet earth praying machine. Anointing. When you, when you are around the man, you could feel fire. Anointing. When they married, over 10 years, they had no child. After people were having children, you go to crusade ground, miracles upon miracles, miracles upon miracles. But it, it didn't reduce God's importance. Your experience in life does not depreciate who God is. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah. This is in public domain, so I can say it. Bishop Ajina Sari, he's, he's, he's known as a miracle man. Mirac- he's been working, he's been in the miracle ministry since about the age of 23. He's now in his late 50s. So you can just imagine. Man of miracles, a man of the supernatural, and all those things. His second born. When they gave birth to the child, I think the midwife did something, and so the, the gentleman's right hand was not working. And then you go to crusade, and cripples will be walking, blind will be seeing, you can see literally people are getting out of wheelchairs. All kinds of amazing and spectacular miracles. And then his son will go to school and people got to rub it on his face and say that your father is a miracle worker but look at you, he can't heal you. Yes. People can be very funny. Yeah. Can be very funny. But there's always a time where God steps into your equation. And I came to tell somebody that God is going to step into your situation. 
Sometimes people think that, oh, God has left you. No. Have you forgotten the scripture which says that when you go through the fire, I'll be with you? It means that you go, you're going to go through the fire. Amen. Maybe you haven't read uh, Isaiah chapter 43, I believe. Verse number 1 and 2. Look at it. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. So it means that you are going to go through what? The waters. And the waters is talking about troubles and difficulties and challenges. Brother, you will be hungry. You will be tired. Ask this woman that I married. We have all gone to university, but when we started ministry and all those, there were times that getting toothpaste to, we didn't have toothpaste to clean our teeth. No curtains. Our room was curtain free. Bedroom curtain free. Yes. On the floor. No kitchen. Living room. When you have to eat, you have to do sign language. You go and check on somewhere that somebody's their kitchen there is available to cook something. It's a season. And everybody will have your low seasons and high seasons. Can I have an amen? amen? So, when you are passing through the waters, don't think that, you see, people will be laughing at you and think that God has left you. Maybe you did something wrong. Listen, you don't need to do anything bad for something bad to happen to you. You don't need to. Then Job might have done bad things, but the Bible says that he was one of the most righteous people in the East. And yet, in a day, he lost 7,000 camels. Can you imagine 7,000 of your articulators have all been bent. All your seven children are dead in one day. Ah, what kind of God is this? You are, you are killing my children. Not one. All the seven of them, sons and daughters are dead. All my cattle, my cows, my whatever, my life investment, everything. But you see, Job recognized First Corinthians 4, 7. What do you have that no, you did not receive? Who make you to be you know, different from somebody? Amen. Amen. And the Bible says that in all these, Job never sinned. Job 1, I think 22 or 23. But what he rather did was he worshipped the Lord. That means that Job had a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Somebody say lifestyle of thanksgiving. In all the Job sinned not, nor charged God what foolishly. But many of us, I mean, I, I, one said, somebody say that, well, um, I'm not happy. He said, uh, when I'm happy, then I, I'll go to church. When things are fine. Some, they say, some people say that I am sorting out things. You can sort things out. My husband is worrying me. My wife, I'm not happy with my beloved. I'm not happy. So when things are fine, then I will look for God. You don't look for God when things are fine. You don't go to the hospital when you are very healthy. The church is like a hospital. In the midst of your problems, come to this God. He will touch you. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 20, the Bible talks about giving thanks. He said, giving thanks always. Giving thanks sometimes. Always for what? For all things. Amen. So this includes what? The good and the bad. Hallelujah. So even when the times are not good, we should praise the Lord. Amen. 
You know, we have that song. Eh? In the good times and bad, you are on your throne. You are God alone. alone. From before times began, you are on your throne. You are God alone. to 19 Habakkuk Habakkuk is in the Old Testament at the close of the Old Testament it says although the fig tree shall not blossom let's read together I think it's going to help us one two oh, I can't hear the lady's voice one two the gentleman all of us together although the fig tree shall not blossom neither shall fruit be in the vines the labor of the olive shall fail and the fields shall yield no meat the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no head in the stalls yet I will rejoice in the Lord I will joy in the God of my salvation hallelujah now this test paints a gloomy situation in Israel it was a time where they were having extreme hunger and difficulty. A period whereby nothing seems to have been working well for them. We will describe it today as a pandemic, just like we began the year and things were so difficult. And there are times in our lives when things were contrary to our, 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 our desires. I believe that before the beginning of the year, most of us thought, okay, this is our year of something. Our year of this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. By March ending, we're a serious lockdown. And some of us couldn't step out of our homes. We couldn't do many things. Whatever we planned, things were difficult. And so Israel was in a challenging situation. And they had what we call an agrarian you know, economy. So they just depended on their livestock and depended on growing stuff to live on. It was not a computer age where they had chips and all those things. And so they, they needed the rains. It wasn't raining. Their crops were not doing well. The animals were dying. Things were difficult. Things were difficult. And that is why, you know, so in, in a season like that, you would expect that a prophet of God will come and say that tomorrow by this time. 
you are going to have so much of rice and so much of barley and things like that. Maybe you have been in a season where you have prayed and prayed and prayed. The husband is not coming. The wife is not coming. The child is not coming. The job is not coming. You are qualified and yet you are not getting the breakthrough. That was the kind of situation that we are in. But when Habakkuk, the prophet of God, came, he said in the verse 17 that even though the fig tree shall not blossom, and the fruit, can you do it in New Living Translation, NIV for me, the verse 17. He said, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though we're expecting grapes on our vines, eh? and even though the olive crops fails and the fields lie empty and barren, and even though the flocks die in the field and the cattle barns are empty, even though our businesses are not working well the way we expect them to, even though our, our building project has stalled up, even though I am not getting what I need to get, even though I'm now on a half salary, on a, a third salary or income, even though I am going through this kind of challenge, even though there's been a promise and fail, even though somebody said, marry me and he changed his mind, even though somebody promised me a car and he didn't give me a car, even though my friends have left me, even though I am going through this kind of challenges, I have marital challenges, relationship challenges, even though I have all these difficulties surrounding me, even though I have, we, we as a nation have difficulties, Verse 18, he said that yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. And the life of this pastor who is limbless encourages me so much. Pastor Nick. This man has only a small vestige of toes. That he uses to type, but he types faster than many of us. And he stands, most of us would have thought that, well, uh, I have maybe a, 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 a certain deficiency, so I'm not going to stand out there for people to see whatever my deficiency is. The man, no legs to walk. And yet, he will allow himself to be placed on a stage and be preaching a full gospel unto people that so long as he has life he will use that life unto the exaltation of god yeah somebody will complain and say i don't have a pair of shoes i told you about my story where i had to get somebody's shoe i didn't show, and i had to push go and put some paper in and go to the school and preach and as i was preaching the shoe flew out the paper to the east and the shoe to the west and the whole school was laughing at me but the people will laugh at you just for a season the season will change amen I, tell, I see your season changing and they are changing for good amen so despite the meltdown situation that we are going through the prophet of God says that may we rejoice in the Lord. So in your difficulties, you've got to have a thankful heart. Amen. And I believe that probably from the beginning of the year up to now, you might have had a lot of setbacks. But the greatness of God cannot be determined by the situation you went through. Before your problem, God was. 
and he still is and you'll be around forever <laughs> hallelujah so this morning I want to say with the prophet Habakkuk that even though the fig tree may not blossom and you may not have achieved your the dreams of your life yet we will still rejoice in the Lord our God amen we may, oh come on we want to praise God sometimes you do everything you know best to do and you are smarter than your mates but they seem to have this and that and that and so you are questioning God what's going on you are more beautiful than some ladies more handsome you, you used to be the darling guy or whatever but things are, are, are not the way it is but you have to be join the songwriter to say through it all through it all I bless you trust in Jesus bless you trust in God through it all yeah through it all yeah I bless through it all through it all through it all Oh!
be in the valley, but you are going to rise up on the mountain. Listen, sometimes all that the devil wants to do is to see you crying. He wants tears to be flowing down your, um, down your cheeks. And to complain and murmur like the people of Israel did in the wilderness. When God had freed them from Egypt and on, they are on their way to the promised land. On your way to your promised land, you are going to meet some giants. On your way to your promised land, on your way to your marriage, on your way to your business breakthrough, on your way to your, your healing, on your way to your breakthrough, there will be challenges, there will be difficulties, there will be setbacks, but always know that faithful is he who has begun a good work in you and will finish it for you. Oh, you need to hear me, you need to hear me, you need to hear me, you need to hear me. Somebody give God a, a, a shout and a hand of praise. Yeah, and know that he who has begun a good work in you, he will finish it. Yes. So when you get up and you are going through all the difficulties, say, you are great. Yes, you are. Holy everything is going to be 
butter and bread. In Hebrews 11, 24, the Bible says that Moses chose to suffer afflictions, eh? yeah, with God's people, just like the three Hebrew boys did. They were put in a furnace of affliction, and yet they didn't deny their God. In your furnace of affliction, are you going to turn your back to God? Some of us so were angry with one person in church, I said, I won't go to that church again. The day the pastor says something that you are uncomfortable with, he said, I'm finished with that church. And you've forgotten every good thing that you have ever gained in that church. That, that has been done for you. Some of you are even angry with God. You want God to write an apology letter to you? Say, Lord, God, apologize. We apologize on behalf of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes your faith may require you going through certain afflictions. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Abraham was a man after God's own heart. I mean, David was a man after God's own heart. But look at what he went through. Abraham was a friend of God. Is that not it? God gave him a promise at the age of 75. It took him 125 years for it to be accomplished. God, if you want to give me a child, I've worked faithful. I've lived in a very committed life. You wait till you have not minded me 75 years. That's I'm already a, a, a grandpa, a great-grandpa. In America, I may be great-great-grandpa. Yes. 75 years. Then you come and tell me you are going to have a child. And then you wait. After promising me also, you wait for another 25 years. What a God! But you see, God is testing our heart to know whether it is Him we want or it is the things we want. Amen. And most of us, we are like this, like this man who traveled and when he got to the airport, having missed his family so much, he was expecting that they would come and hug him. His children came and then they came to the bag and said, Daddy, what did you bring us? They didn't even hug them. They said, Daddy, you are welcome. Daddy, whatever. They were, it's a box. We're hugging the box. And most of us, we're hugging the things of God. We want the hand of God more than the heart of God. Are you here with me? But in, the, in Abraham's low season, in Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 20, the Bible says that he continued to give thanks. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 20. Let's read it quickly. Oh, Jesus. Whilst he was going through all the difficulties, the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, Romans, the Bible says that I have made thee the father of many nations, as it is written, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were, and who again so believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Sometimes they will tell you become something. But it looks like your life is going contrary to what they said you become. Just like that of Joseph. When they said, Joseph, your brothers are going to battle. He saw a dream. He saw a vision. Not that somebody saw it. This time he saw it himself. And he said it. He, then his brother sold him. He went to Potiphar's house. Then he was made a prisoner. But every step the way God was taking to his place of promotion and honor. I, I want you to know that through the twists and turns of life, God is taking you to his design, design destination for your life. So, as Abraham was going through that, the Bible says that, and be not weak in faith, 
He considered not his own body now dead. That means that you don't look at your circumstance regarding what God has said you will become. And even though he was about 100 years old, he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. So it means that there are two issues. He himself, he was dead. The wife too was dead. You must understand, dead to dead. But what happened? In that condition, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That means that in the midst of it, he kept serving. He kept coming to church. He kept giving offerings. He kept tithing. He kept sweeping. He didn't say that, I've swept enough. I've played instruments enough. I've done these things enough. Now, let other people keep doing it. He kept 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 doing it. Yes. He kept doing it. He kept doing it. Apostle General has one of his pastors. Very rich man. Very blessed. To business. He's a bivocational minister. Married. Five years, no child. Ten years, no child. Fifteen years, no child. People have been making a mess of it that you are taking a wife's womb to go and get uh, uh, money and all those things. 20 years, no child. 22 years, after 22 years, God glorified himself. Listen, when Lazarus died, eh, Jesus said, he said, when he was, he felt, he said, this sickness is unto, it's not unto death, but for the glory of God. Whatever you are going through, God will have the glory. People look at you and say, hey, what a God that this person says. That his life, her life has been transformed. Amen. Yeah. And I believe that when people were laughing at Abraham and making a mockery of him, Bible says that God said, Your seed are going to be as the stars. And so you wake up in the morning, in the, in the morning, and be dreaming about the stars. Then in the night you will see the stars. He said, These are my seeds. My seeds. My seeds. And they say, you are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself.
So now, why must we give thanks? Number one, by we give thanks to show our gratitude or appreciation to God. It pleases God for us to give Him thanks. It pleases Him. It gives Him pleasure. It gives Him pleasure. So I say pleasure. Remember, the Bible says that we are created for God's own pleasure. Amen. We are created to give God pleasure. And that's why in Psalm 92 verse 1, it says that it is a good thing to give thanks unto God and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. And the verse 6 says that a brutish man knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. So it means that the one who does not praise God, he is a brutish man. He knoweth not. Why? 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 He doesn't know why. He doesn't know why. And that's why sometimes you go to you go to the Western world today and they have no regard for God. They don't know why. But when the pandemic started, then they realized that beyond all their scientific knowledge, there is something beyond their, their understanding of science. Yes. As as the as the as the virus kept mutating and operating in different ways. In Psalm 147, verse 1. But praising him is one of the ways to express our thanks to him. He says that praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is what? Pleasant. Hallelujah. So it means that as we are praising God, it is what? Pleasant. And praise is comely. Praise is lovely. Praise is beautiful. God loves it. Can I have an amen? So thanksgiving is an attitude we must cultivate, which should be part of our lives. Can I have an amen? And I, like I told you earlier on, don't just count your blessings in material things. Count your blessings in many ways. Some of you, by the grace of God, no matter what has gone on this year, you haven't gone to hospital. Some of you have never even taken paracetamol. And even some of you too, you might have fallen ill. But that sickness, that sickness has killed so many people, but you are still alive. <laughs> yes. You sat in rickety, I mean, buses. And never tore your flesh. Some of you never even knew the conditions of the cars you were sitting in. Some places caught fire, but you were delivered from it. God has delivered you from so many things. And that's why we have to just learn to be thankful to God. And I think for us as Ghanaians, there's something we have to learn to do is to be appreciative to God. Ghanaians are very complaining and very criticizing. I've noted it all over the world. You get into Ghanaian communities and they never seem to appreciate the, when God gives them somebody or there's something that they're, every time. I remember one day I was in Amsterdam and I hear people, and Hebrew, and Hebrew, Hebrew. We are suffering, we are suffering. I said, if you are suffering here, pack your things. Pack your things. Let's go to Ghana. Why can't you just be thankful to God? Some of them are not even working. And yet at the end of the month, they are giving some money. Money for their children. Which you don't get in Ghana. And you are over there, you are complaining. You come to Ghana too, you are complaining. Why do you like doing that? You complain about your mother. Complain about your father. Complain about your brothers and sisters. Complain about... Only you are complaining about everything. God, give me a husband. Give me a husband. When after God has given you a husband, now you are now you use half of your life to pray for a husband. Eh? 
uh, to get a husband, in the next half also you are praying. My husband is say, my husband is there. Why can't you enjoy what God has given to you? Everything God gives to you, listen to me. For every pearl, there's a black spot on it. Because it's earthly. Anything that God gives you on earth will have a black spot. Your husband will have a black spot. Your wife will have a black spot. Your children will have a black spot. Your church will have a black spot. Your pastor will have a black spot. Whatever God gives to you. But if you try to say, I don't like that black spot on it, you end up, and I want to peel it off, you end up losing your pearl. That's why most of you lose out on things. So let's learn to be thankful to God and to be appreciative unto God. And even as a nation, this time we should be jubilating and clapping our hands, not because one party lost and one party won, but because God, at the end of the day, has given us peace and we are walking around like this. Not every country gets it this way. Amen. Yeah. Not every country. Go to Guinea-Bissau. Get to Nigeria. Get to La Côte d'Ivoire. Ever since Ophé Bwani went to be with the Lord, that country has not known good peace. But meanwhile, they call it Le, Le Petit uh, 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 Paris. The little Paris. Skyscraper, nice buildings. Go to Abidjan and see. But the problems they have, look at us in our cottages with our brown roads and all the challenges God has been gracious unto us why can't you lift your hands and say Lord we are thankful to you Amen thank God for your children somebody is looking for one I said somebody is looking for one somebody is even looking for opportunity that I got pregnant but it just didn't work but it has never happened before and you every time you are completed by your children Kofi Baboni. Kofi this is 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 us? Can I have an amen? Yeah. Well. Number two. As you thank God, He begins to multiply your life. As you thank God, He begins to multiply your life. In John chapter 6 verse 11 to 13 we see the feeding of the 5,000 men Jesus had gone on a crusade I mean he was preaching and Bible says that these people were hungry at that time and Jesus cares about every aspect of our life spirit, soul and body so this time the people needed food and uh, Andrew managed to get a young guy's lunch which were five loaves and two fishes and they brought it to Jesus and Bible says that read it with me and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the people, gave it to them so that they would give it to the people. 5,000 men, 5,000 Jewish men. You think 5,000 is small? As the food was being distributed, it was multiplying. Because Jesus gave thanks. So thanksgiving multiplies our resources. Thanksgiving, thanksgiving causes things to begin to increase in our lives. Can I have an amen? So what was Jesus doing? Jesus was teaching us a lesson. The importance of gratitude and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving multiplies you. Tell somebody, thanksgiving multiplies you. 
And for the sake of time, let me just give you this last scripture. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7. And we are all going to read it together. Oh, Jesus. Are you there with me? Let's read it together. One, two. Let. Oh, I can't hear. I can't hear the ladies. One, two. Let. I can't hear the bass voice. Let the people praise thee, oh God. Let some of the people. Let the younger people. The middle-aged people. People without cars, people with cars, people with bicycles, people with suits, people with wigs, people with dirty hair. Let all the people praise thee. Now, when all the people praise him, what happens? Young man, listen, watch, 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 watch. Don't lose your attention. When all the people praise him, what happens? Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. So as you're praising God, it becomes the medium. Why would God bless us? Because Psalm 22 verse 3 says that God inhabits the praise of his people. So as you're praising God, you see, prayer knocks on the, on the door of God. But praise causes God to step out and step out. And as God steps out, he steps out with his blessings. And we told you that from the beginning. We said that Moses said, I need your presence. So how are you going to get the presence of God to finish the end of the year? And to start 2021 by having a heart of gratitude, thanksgiving, and say,
has done so much for me. Lift your hand. You've done so much for me. sustains you up there. Oh, you want to say, Lord, I thank you. Many people have had car accidents, but you are still alive. No accident, but even if you had it, God delivered you out of out of death, out of shame. You want to say, Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Some of you work with tools, but the tools have never cut you. It's, it, that's the hand of the Lord. Yes, God has sent his angels around you. Oh, your ability to do anything. You say, Lord, I thank you. Just open your mouth and bless the name of God. Even eating, some people are when are eating, they are even drinking, and the drink chokes them. But you have not been choked by any drink. Oh, what a God that we serve! You went to the hospital, but the doctors gave you the right medication because sometimes they make a mistake. But God ensure that you always got the right medications. Oh, what a God that we serve! We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. 
We praise you, Jesus. 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 Oh, la masia la baba. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you. Alpha. Yeah, you're Alpha. You are Alpha.
to you, most grateful, most grateful, most grateful for keeping us every day of this year 
unto today. Thank you for the mountains and the valleys. Thank you for whatever it is. You are still God and you have been good unto us. And all we say is that, thank you, Lord. Now somebody says, Pastor, you know what? I I want to have a special relationship with Jesus. I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. I want my sins to be cleansed. I want the life of God to come to me. I I I, I want to be the beloved of the Lord. And you need to accept to become the beloved of somebody. So if you are here, you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. It's wonderful. You can come to church, but church does not make you a Christian. Because sleeping in a garage doesn't make you a car. It is only when you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Having accepted the fact that you are a sinner and asking him to come into your life and cleanse you from your sins. Then, and only then, are you made a new creation. So if you are here... He said, I don't want to go end the year the way it is. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Or maybe you have given your life to Christ, but you are not living a Christian life in a dedicated way. And today you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. I want you to raise your right hand wherever you are. And I'd like to pray with you. And Jesus is going to touch your life from today. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand and let me pray with you. Bless you. And let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. And sending your son Jesus, sending your son to, Jesus die to die on the cross for my sin. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. And cleanse me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. Be, merciful to me. Be merciful to me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And cause your reins of glory cause your reins of to be poured over my life. Oh. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Would you want to give God a hand of praise?